0: Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man! Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Spider.
1: Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man!
0: Hello, true believers. Welcome to the Spider-Man Book Club. This podcast is all about digging into the library of everyone's favorite wall-crawling menace and his quantum mastic corner of the Marvel Universe. That was my not-so-subtle segue into today's topic, which is uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania, which is... uh, uh divisive today one of the more uh, another divisive entry in the marvel universe which they seem to be plenty they, they seem to be plenty of these days since uh uh well, since Avengers Endgame came out I guess. uh joining me today again is lance laster who is always a blast to have on the show how are you doing today lance
1: i'm good how are you
0: fantastic i am so excited to talk about this movie because um I left the theater with a big old smile on my face thinking, man that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and, and then of course I think we can't help our nerd brains but kind of dissect it and go well hang on what was so great about it and then well you know how it goes <laughs> we yeah. have many of these talks um but um let me just ask your overall thoughts on the film
1: to start with okay, well, you know it's it's kind of okay well i'll I'll get into to some of those other things later, I guess, just ran like just my overall first thoughts, sure, like having seen okay, um, I liked it, but it was pretty mid, right? It, mm-hmm. it was just kind of mid, but i but i I did I have a good time, yeah, yeah, but you know, as I think I described it to a friend who was asking me how it was uh to me it was just you know it was inoffensively mediocre right (laughs) um and and that's just kind of it just kind of is what it is right i I had a good theater experience um and that's 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 pretty much it but that's that those are my those are my thoughts
0: um my i i don't uh i'm pretty much the same with you on that i don't I didn't hate the movie. I didn't find it like, I, I didn't think it was like a subpar low tier MCU movie mm-hmm. because I I enjoyed it. You know, I like, and again, I'm not caught up on every single movie and every single TV show, mostly by choice because, you know, like Chong Chi just hasn't really interested me. Um, Black Widow, I, I kind of stand, like I think Zach has said this on his show, you know, with uh, Always Hold On to Smallville, like, well, I just feel like that movie came too late for me to be interested in it, you know? Um, and maybe I'd enjoy it. I don't know. I do love David Harper. Um, but... Uh, and Eternals, I just found one of the most boring movies I've ever watched in my life. Um, whereas, like, at least I can say about Thor, Love, and Thunder that I laughed a lot. I didn't like it, but there were very funny parts to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas for this movie... I felt it. It had a. It's like it was juggling a couple of different tones throughout. And lucky for us, Paul Rudd is a talented enough actor to handle all of that, so he can handle the 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 dramatic stuff, the you know the you know the Liam Neeson you know stay away from my daughter ness of it, plus the comedic stuff, and just being and just when he smiles, you're just kind of in your seat going. Oh, that's nice. You know? <laughs> and then Jonathan Majors, you know, I, I saw some headline or some article that was saying, well, he's going to have to work hard to prove that he's a Thanos level threat, and I was like, uh, I think he's done a good chunk of that work already. Like, I'm, I'm sold. Uh, even if spoilers ahead, folks, quote unquote, this version of Kang is dead, mm-hmm. which. Does that really mean anything anymore, you know, we're in the multiverse. Um, so anything can happen. Um but at the same time, I I I enjoyed the movie a lot. But if I had any if if my biggest nitpick of the movie is that if you're gonna call it Ant Man and the Wasp, maybe we should clarify that the wasp that we're talking about is Michelle Pfeiffer and not Evangeline <laughs> Lilly. <laughs> because <laughs> Pfeiffer definitely had more to do than Evangeline Lilly. Like, what did Evangeline Lilly do in the movie? Oh, she saved Paul Rudd a lot. Mm-hmm. That's that was kind of her character arc.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you're you're right about the movie kind of not knowing what it wanted to do. Uh, because it was all, it was all over the place in a lot of ways, right? It didn't know if it wanted to be a story about a father and a daughter reconciling and understanding each other, it didn't know if it wanted to be about a family understanding each other, even though like, and how like they are, they each of them has some sort of secret and each of them is dealing with something and and they're all going to kind of come together to, to do something. It didn't know if it wanted to be a, uh, freedom fighter type of movie. It didn't know (laughs) if it wanted to be a, uh, Kang centric movie. Um, so it was kind of juggling a lot of these different things and and, and and tones, and that that is one of the things that hurt it. Another thing that hurt it is the namesake of the movie, right? Ant Man and the Wasp, right? Prior to the, before we get to the colon, right? It's yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp, and we don't really see a whole lot of Evangeline Lilly. Now, some of that is I wonder if like that is her punishment for for some of her. Um, her uh, comments and behaviors uh, in, in the shooting process, or yes. or they just didn't have anything to do. They didn't know what to do with her for some reason. I don't I don't understand. Uh, because the the sequel to Ant Man, like she she had a whole lot to do. Oh yeah, uh, and yeah, that's another thing. Like this movie didn't also also didn't. It kind of hinted at like being a mother daughter reconciliation thing, and it didn't get to that either. Um. So or or is it like you know one last ride for the 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 previous uh people who had the mount- mantle of Ant Man and the Wasp it could have been that too um sure. but it wasn't that either. so again, lots of things and like there are parts of this movie that I like. I liked a lot of the parts, but the whole is messy and the whole is not is is not all that great um and right. I think that's what it's suffering from um but before we get into any of this, I think it's it's hard to discuss um you know this movie or just, Anything in the MCU in general, without talking about the 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 entity that is the MCU itself, Um, because like all the discussion after so far after this movie is is well for like like everything in the MCU, it's incredibly polarizing. The MCU is like I think the most polarizing film franchise in all of history, like in all of history, yeah. Um, Because they (laughs) they can either do no wrong or they do everything wrong. Uh so they they and they, they just can't win for losing in a lot of in a, in, a, in a lot of respects. They yes. are they take shots from everybody. Um they uh from everybody from casuals to people who know nothing about the industry to Martin Scorsese of all people, right? Yeah. Um, they are they are blamed for um ruining cinema. <laughs> uh. And also, Uh I'm praised for saving it. It's so it's, it's this weird, there's this weird dichotomy for where everything that they do is, is held under the, the most interesting and, and, and non-subtle huge microscope all of the time. But in reality, if you step, take a step back and look at the MCU, it's no different from any other thing. They've just been successful. And, you know, they are at its core They're They are B plus, Action comedies. That's what the, yeah. that's all of this is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're like, there's, there are, we are, thirty one film projects in at this point, which is, yeah. which is nuts. It's absolutely insane. It that's how many, that's how many there are. But if you think about it, like, and ask yourself, how many of the thirty one projects did you just flat out not like? It's, there'd be a handful of them, you know. Okay, uh, so a handful meaning like, give me a number out of the thirty one
0: i say uh, in terms of let's say rewatchability, right? Like ones that like I, mm-hmm. if somebody says, Hey, do you want to watch the first Avengers movie? I would immediately say yes. Yeah. Okay. But if somebody were to say, Hey, do you want to watch, you know, Ant-Man or the Wasp?" I'd be like, eh, I don't really feel like it.
1: Okay. So, so being, so let's say going with your, your handful. All right. Uh, there are five fingers on a hand. Okay. Yeah. So let's say that there's at least five movies in the MCU that you just did not like. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, And like, it's just, and, and by, by and large audiences in general, like what came out of the theaters, like that was not an enjoyable experience. I did not have a good time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that would leave you with enjoying and having a good experience with 26 of the movies. So that is 84%. That is a (laughs) beat. Okay, yeah. that is, that is, that is, they are what they are. They are a B student. Okay, so yeah. you have they have some? They have like incredible highs. Everything else is pretty great. It's pretty. It's pretty solid. It'll. It'll. It's. It's. It's good. It's good enough. It'll be fine. And then you have a couple of duds. That's it, right? That's how you end up with a B, right? Like trust teacher, right? That's how you end up with a B. So, um, that's 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 what they are. Um, and so, the. The discourse after this one is very is very interesting because I the because people are really into the Rotten Tomatoes score for for this movie and how low it is yeah. uh, compared and it shocked me because I don't think it deserved to be the score that it is no. um, and I think there are other movies that des- in the MCU that deserve it before Ant Man and the Wasp um, but. It's just interesting that now, like, they are. It's like, this is the. This, for some reason, is the movie that people want to use as the. As the uh, the the as the movie to kind of go at the MCU with right, and the funny thing is they did this with the Ant Man sequel, um, also yes. back in the day that people don't really kind of remember. Um, and I don't really pull a whole lot of stock in Rotten Tomatoes anyway. Never have. I remember when somebody was first telling me about like when I first heard about Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I can't remember what movie it was for, and I was like, "The fuck is Rotten Tomatoes? Like, <laughs> I care about what that is." Yeah. Uh, so. And I've never really cared, but it's just interesting that the, like the discourse around this particular one is what people are using. It's like, see, this is all Marvel does, blah blah blah. It's like, well, yeah, they've done it 31 times, right? This, yeah. this they are what they are. They, and you know, the, and they use this movie as a way to, uh, to, uh, use the same, uh, cookie cutter, uh, arguments that they use against it like you know it's it's so formulaic and it's just the same thing it looks well, of course it does cuz it's in this it's it, this is what their their brand is it has to look like it's it has to look like itself they have right. to look like the people that made it right the, we don't we don't you know we don't say this about Every show that's produced by Dick Wolf, they all look the same. They all look the same, feel the same, have the same beats. Everything, every single one of them, it's been like that for twenty years, and nobody said a damn thing about it. Every Quentin Tarantino movie looks, sounds, and feels like a Quentin Tarantino movie, right? <laughs> so that, same thing with every. Same thing with Spike Lee. Even the great Martin Scorsese. All of his movies look and feel like they were directed by him. Right. if you, And taking it further to other other things, Beethoven, all of Beethoven's music sounds like Beethoven wrote. It. it doesn't sound like anybody else. He uses the same type of scoring, scoring techniques and compositional techniques every single time. So yep. so it but for some reason, Marvel is the one that is the polarizing one, because when Marvel does something, apparently it's a problem. um, And in in, in, in in such a polarizing way. Now, I know there are a lot of people who think the same thing that happens with um with the other company, right? Which is also another thing that is, that is inescapable from these discussions, but the, the difference is the
0: distinguished competition.
1: <laughs> the, the, the difference though, is that one has been successful at this and the other has not. And so their success has afforded them a whole, a, a level of clout and a level of, um, uh, of, of, Basically, they they have a they have a cushion, right? They yes. they can absorb they can absorb some of these some of these not so great ones like this one and be okay. This I told somebody that Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania was basically the same tier level of quality as Black Adam. The difference is DC can't afford to have a mid level movie anymore. They can't. Right right and so and, and and they can't afford to keep producing them marvel can skate a little bit right they, yeah. is, and the thing is if people are worried about ant-man it's like no this is not the one you you worry about if the next avengers movie comes out and it's bad then that's when you worry not yes Ant-Man. um and so yeah. and, and and it's just i don't know it's weird i've i've kind of taken on this uh this role within some some circles as the 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 Marvel and MCU defender in a lot of ways because sure a lot of my a lot of the people in our circles are DC fans first right yeah. um and I am as well but like you growing up I read from all the companies in particular the big 2 so I grew up with it with Marvel as well, so like so it's so for me it's it's not a it's not a, a lose lose situation and I'm not salty that my that my thing sucks and the other and the competition is better. It's not one of those things for me, and I think that's why I think I handle it better than some others um but but all of that to say, you know, with this movie in particular, it's mid it's fine, but I think people are losing their minds. And, th- and of course, cause all the think pieces are coming out. It's like, you know, Marvel did this, like this is, is this the end for Marvel? Is there Marvel fatigue? Is there problems? It's like, no, it's none of that. I, it's, it's because they, if you, uh, because they, they are self-aware enough to, to kind of already, uh, Correct themselves. They've already put that plan into motion. Feige said he's going to start slowing back on some of these projects and changing around dates, so that way they're not releasing a whole lot of stuff. Because he he's he saw the writing on the wall. I'm sure he did. I'm sure yeah. he saw this. And was like maybe let's let's redo this because he also knows that competition is coming now with the new James Gunn verse. Like he's like, okay, well there's there's new blood. They're probably going to be you know the throwing they're throwing the kitchen sink. So he understands if you if you come if you shoot at the king, you best not miss. So he's that's what he's about to do.
0: I, I love all of this. <laughs> like, you know, you're uh first of all, this is why I love having you on the show because I I I I do really trust your opinions because I believe you're okay. you're coming at this not as a as a critic, but as as a fan and mm-hmm. as someone who like, you know, like you were saying before about us growing up like reading all this stuff. Like so we were already like in a weird way, we're sort of primed for some of it's going to be good and some of it's going to be bad, you know, for every, you know, um, like for Batman.
1: Soldier, yeah, for every Winter Soldier in the MCU, there's going to be an Eternals, right? They're yes. not, not everything has been a hit, right? Everything, yeah. as I said, it's their average is a B. And and not only that, but I think it,
0: it's easy to forget that when this the, the Marvel Universe, and I think about this a lot, when the Marvel Universe was starting, I mean, uh, you know, and we've talked about this before. The Avengers was
1: a huge gamble. You know, they,
0: they, they got unbelievably lucky that that was as successful as it was.
1: Bro, you remember, you remember because you you read Marvel books back in the day. You sure. remember how hard it was for them to do anything with the Avengers for the longest time. The Avengers yep. were in the stone ages for for as far as like, you know, the material they were putting out and the stories that they were writing. It was not very good, especially yep. in the 90s with the X-Men boom. Yep. The Avengers fell by the wayside. Very quickly, and they were lost for like a decade. And then, you know, the the I remember you remember that Wizard uh, magazine when they when they when they were going to revamp the Avengers. It was it was the it was the the cover with the big three, and they're all kind of pointing up at the sky. Uh, do you remember that one? I think so. Yeah. And that was like they were like, yeah, this is we're going to be we're going to do great things with the Avengers. And of course, like it started, and it's like it immediately failed. It was like a DC thing, <laughs> yeah. and um, and. And, I, and it was just like, yeah, you guys aren't doing anything. And and so it's like, what who are the Avengers? And then they tried, they tried, they thought they had they they had thought they had their, their golden ticket with ultimates. And then people were just like, this is too weird. And this is too out there and it's too grim dark for for what we're doing which is why it, the first one was pretty good like the first run of it was great and then they started doing weird stuff and 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 it got just too weird too out there too gory and they were like yeah we're not doing this and it took the MCU to make the Avengers a household name but prior to that like for at least 25 years nobody knew who the v- Avengers were or gave a shit about them
0: well it, and it also was you know it it had to be I think it's around two thousand five, two thousand four or five, when uh, Bendis got in the book and did New Avengers, yeah. and it's like, well, and and his thought process, you know, which may have been a corporate thing, you know, who knows, but uh, it probably was. It's like, well, you know, let's have Captain America, Iron Man, and let's throw in Spider Man and Wolverine because yeah. these are the big characters. So if people are going to say, well, I only have enough cash in my pocket to buy one book, oh, this one has all my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Spider Man
1: you know, and Wolverine. <laughs> you know. I was like, Spider Man is not an Avenger. I was like, Wolverine is an X Man. What the hell is he doing over here? Yeah. Um, and and yes, people who are listening or who are probably like, I know Beast was an X Man. I know Wanda and Pietro were were were, were, uh, were, were Avengers too. Yes. I know other X Men have been Avengers, but you but you get the point, right? Like yes. it's like yes. no, like certain certain people belong in certain groups, right? And it's like I I didn't didn't care for it. I remember I remember not caring for it.
0: Well, I, and there's sort of a reason that when the movies became successful, that Spider-Man shifted away from the Avengers. And, and of course, there's sort of the, the corporate synerginess of it that, at the time, Sony still, well, they still own Spider-Man. But, you know, there wasn't the synergy that there is now with it, at least, kind of, um, at least with the Peter Parker character. <laughs> um, and as far as Morbius goes, I, I can't help you there, Morbius. I'm sorry, buddy. You failed twice, which is quite hilarious actually <laughs> like oh it's successful on netflix and that's not what you think it is man <laughs> a lot oh, of people nice. that's a lot of people drunk and high bored on a friday night <laughs> yeah um oh i still got to i still got to watch that one not sober it'd be fun cuz i did watch it sober and i was just like i i, I, I need i need something where there's something in the south right like can i order beers door can i have that beer <laughs> anyway that's a whole other conversation yeah but uh this is a Spider-Man podcast and I'm shitting on a Spider-Man character. I do apologize, friends. Um, but that movie is terrible. Anywho, um so once the you know, once the Avengers movie became successful, then it's like, well, we don't need Wolverine and Spider-Man on the book anymore. So we can kinda skip them away and focus on the characters that are in the movie, you know, even to the point where, well, let's relaunch the Avengers for the seven hundredth time. Yeah, no. And- we're- Doctor Strange and Black Panther and Captain Marvel are in the book, and it's like, sure, why not, you know? <laughs> and it's uh, and to varying levels of, of success, mm-hmm. but it's just funny to me because it's it's one of those things where Ant Man, a lot like Iron Man, because Iron Man was not a popular character when the movie came out, and if it and and this is sort of a proven fact, and James Gunn has even said so because uh and you know other actors as well if it wasn't robert downey jr that movie wouldn't have worked mm-hmm. i i say the same thing about Ant. that if it was not paul rudd as ant-man and no offense to michael douglas no offense to Ev- evangeline Lilly, who are talented actors but if you don't if your lead isn't charming and fun and you are rooting for them then your your movie fails
1: That's part of that's that's part of it. Um, and it's funny you you mentioned Michael Douglas. Um, I am still blown away that he did three of these. (laughs) Yes, Michael Douglas did three of these and made an appearance in Endgame. Right, like
0: (laughs) that's a real thing.
1: (laughs) Michael Douglas. Right. This is this is not just like some random dude, some random actor. No, this is Michael freaking Douglas, and he's in three of these things.
0: Yes. And and soon Harrison Ford <laughs> will be in them as well. Well, not Ant Man, but um, but it's 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 just a character like Ant Man sort of requires a, a a star power talent, right? Because Paul Rudd was, I mean, you know, going back to like two thousand five or six, whatever it was, when Downey was cast, Downey was a gamble because Downey was like down on his, you know, was like kind of the lowest of his career. You know, nobody wanted to hire him. It was toxic, but John Favreau really went to bat for him. Whereas with Paul Rudd, it's like you know, who's going to bet against Paul Rudd? You mm-hmm. know, like again, it's it's like if let's let's gather up all the Paul Paul Rudd movies. Again, there's a handful, about five Paul Rudd movies. I would say are are bad movies or not great movies. Um,
1: Clues,
0: no, no, Clueless is great.
1: <laughs> Clues is Clueless is a treasure.
0: I, I love Clueless. Like I love it, Clueless. Um but I also uh over the weekend I um I got really into uh shrinking on on uh, Apple TV, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. And and then I was like, Well, I'm gonna watch some Jason Siegel movies. So I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall and then I watched I Love You Man, which of course led me down a Paul Rudd, and, you know, like um avalanche there. And um just the guy's just like first and foremost, like, and who knows how he is in real life, but from what we can all gather, at least, seems like a really cool guy, mm-hmm. and that translates into these movies where he's sort of the the underdog who's gonna, you know, fight to save the day, even though he's gonna get his ass kicked along the way. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I really like the way Kevin Feige had described the movie, where he said, "It's Scott Lang who accidentally gets." into an Avengers movie by himself mm. and I think that was a good way to describe it because with, with Kang I was like it, you know there was no doubt as soon as I well, not as soon as you see him because he's in the beginning for like a second but when he shows up later you're just like this guy you know it's this guy means business
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and I mean Jonathan Majors just owned the screen when he was there yeah. And you can say what you want about Modoc, and we'll get into that. <laughs> um, and some of the other, you know, uh, Catherine Newton, who was new to the cast. But I mean, it's, it's you know, enough praise has been said about it. We don't need to repeat it here that much. But like Jonathan Major owned the movie, he owned that role. And that made me very happy because not that I wasn't impressed with him at the end of Loki. But I almost forget he was in that, right? (laughs) Because that show, again, like a a lot of these things, I love the way my friend Zaki put it, where he's like, it's like a third its own thing, a third set up for the next thing, and then a third referencing some sort of calamity we haven't seen either yet or, I don't know, is reference, you know what I mean? Like it's it's something along those lines. I'm sure I'm misquoting it, so I apologize, Zaki. But um but there's truth to that, and I thought a lot about that with this movie. Where I was like, I, I enjoyed the movie, but as much as I'm excited to see the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, it bums me out that I had to. I there's sort of an obligation that I had to see this movie first. You know what I mean? No, I get it. And, and again, like,
1: and for for all the things that you know Marvel does is, does and has done right, that is one of that is one of their failings, right? And yes. and you know the, the the sense of you know the, the you know like you have to see this one before you can see the next one that type of thing but you know at the, at the same time if people didn't have a problem with harry doing it for harry potter right mm. then, you know why why would this be any different is it is it different because this is the other company and it's <laughs> and it's and the and the, these are the people who are king who are king of the world because we as as people naturally do not like when there's somebody on top. You're always trying to dethrone whoever is on top all of the time. And so I think that is what, that is what Marvel has run into. But the thing is, nobody's been able to do it and they've been able to keep their throne as long as they have. Um, And so, so yeah, there, there, there are lots of things wrong with the MCU. I mean, they they are not above reproach. Um, Yes. But, um, but yeah, that is, that is one of their, that is one of their, their, their failings. that some of these, some of these projects, are multi layered in a sense that, like, they serve as a movie in one part, they serve as uh, a setup for another movie in another part, and they serve like they serve these different functions instead of just kind of being what what they are. Yes. Uh, and of course, you know, some people are just like, Oh, I wish that you know they would get back to doing was like, Well, what they were doing in the beginning was it was just done better. <laughs> um, so, let's like, still that, right? Um, like, for example, Iron Man 2, not very good. But it yeah. does the exact same things that that this movie does, um, yes. so
0: it, uh, it's just on a smaller scale because that you know if that well, I mean the, probably similar ish budgets, but yeah. an Iron Man two versus an Ant Man three, it's you are gonna, but you you are not wrong with what you are saying. You are totally right, but it's also like you know it, their 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 function is to well, we're going to tell this story. What's the story? Okay, well, Tony's depressed, and he's dying, and, you know, he may not live, so he's, but, you know, Nick Fury's there, and he, he needs him to get better so that we can do the Avengers, and what's this movie about? Well, Scott feels distance from his daughter, and, you know, he's trying to reconnect with her, and then they get stuck in this random place, and now they're force together,
1: and now, now they have. And to- now the big villain that that's going to be for the next Avengers is here. So I guess. So again, I, I see how they're how they're piecing it all together, right? Yes, yes, but yeah. but again, there 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 are a lot of steps. But for me personally. I don't mind a lot of steps. And like, I, I welcome the other steps. I wish other places would do it, would, would, would do said steps. Other, other things do, but nobody mm-hmm. complains about it. Like I mentioned, like Harry Potter, like there's seven books. Right. And like people would devour that stuff in a day and they complain about like, and those same people will complain about like, well, I have to watch this TV show before this movie. And it's like, well, well, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's the same type of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just a weird it's a weird position to to kind of be in when you're kind of watching these things. Uh, I'm aware of it. But it, but I think my history as a as a comic book reader has prepared me for all of this because it, it do, I don't mind it. Right. Like right. I I understand what setting up for the next arc means and it doesn't bother me. Um, and, you know, other things are starting to do this, too. Um, it's just so far. Marvel has just been better at it and 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 better at being able to get away with doing it uh than other places
0: well you know it's it's funny that you uh you know when you were talking about like like the dick wolf series or uh the uh you know martin scorsese movies because martin scorsese's comments and and you know i and am i here to disagree with martin scorsese of course not he's allowed to have his opinions and that's he's also
1: you're also allowed to disagree with him just because he made good movies does not mean he's you know like he has superpowers or anything right, right. So it's like i think the dude like you know i don't know so people i think have given film directors this like they've like enchanted them with something where they think that they can that they are the new arbiters of high art and that they can do no wrong because they gave us whatever movie when i and i'm like nah, they still have to put their pants on one leg at a time they can't- <laughs> all right so yes uh, so like pump the brakes a little bit <laughs> But anyway, continue.
0: well, I you know, it, it's funny to me, him because you know, his, his thing that like got a lot of people riled up was him saying that Marvel movies aren't cinema. They're, um, you know, it's, it's their theme park attraction. Mm-hmm. And, and my rebuttal to that is, well, not every movie has to be a bunch of white guys around a table arguing and pulling out a gun on each other.
1: You know, you know, well, at the at the same time, it's funny that he mentioned that, like, you know, it's just a, you know, a carnival ride. Right. Like it's like basically saying this is just, you know, cheap entertainment. Right. You could say that about pretty much any movie. Right. Because what what is it was for a lot of people? What is it used for? Just uh, a a a cheap, quote unquote, like, you know, way of of. Entertaining yourself for a couple hours. It's what people do when they go on dates. It's what people do when they're bored. It's something that people miss doing during the pandemic when you couldn't do it. Right. It's something like so you could say that about any type of film, not just, you know, just not just the Marvel cinematic universe. And the funny thing is, people what people missed in his comments is he wasn't just talking about the mcu he was right. basically talking about like so like for for those who are dc heads who were getting it was like yeah like marty's going after marvel's like no he was talking about dc also like he's it's, talking about all that stuff he's talking about the fast and the furious he's talking about animated movies um he's talking about all of that stuff that is not like some you know biopic about a mobster right that's that's what he's talking about
0: well it's it's also that there's just you know it, you know there, there's this level of shared universe that like just insane and you could argue that maybe even dick wolf started it you know, with law and order and then law and order you like i don't know but look, uh look
1: like you know people people complain about that for some reason which i don't understand like there's like it's, it's just there are cameos it's like well yeah so like what's 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 the problem here like you know yeah. again using the dick wolf universe for example when i saw olivia benson show up in Chicago on Chicago PD, did mm-hmm. I go, oh, why is she over here? This sucks. I was like, this is awesome, this is what yep. I said. Right. Yep. Because that is awesome that she showed up over there to work a case. All right. So um I just and it, it just again, and that's just one example because this is happening all over the place. All sorts of things are doing these are, are doing stuff like this now as a result of Marvel. Right. They're 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 interconnecting their universes in a lot of ways. And it just it makes no sense why uh like the, uh, I mean again, I I think the only reason why they, like Marvel gets the heat is because they're on top. Yes, and everybody it, else, wants to, everybody else wants to be there because if the roles were reversed, like, you know, like I think people would change their tune.
0: Well, you know, it 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 goes into like well, if you want to get into like the quote unquote horror of it, you know, it's like now we're going to have three more Walking Dead shows coming out. Yeah. Why? I don't know. What what else can you say in that universe? Yeah. Sure, I don't know. I'm not interested anymore. I'm sure a lot of people are, or else they wouldn't be making the damn things, right?
1: <laughs> Star Trek is a shared universe. So yes. is Star Wars.
0: Yeah, there's there's plenty there's plenty of Star Wars, and and I was surprised, uh, logging onto Paramount Plus, and I was like, I've missed out on some Star Trek stuff, and I was like, oh, Picard Season 3 is already happening. I yeah. thought that was, like, a while away, and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Like, I like Season 1. Like, maybe I'll dig into it. and yeah. And then looking at but that, but that's also been doing it since eighty-seven, right? When the next generation came out, that was the sequel.
1: Sixties, yeah. That's how that's how long that shared universe has been going on. Nobody said <laughs> shit. All right, <laughs>
0: it's, it's just you know, and again, it's it's easy to to shit on the the one that's on the top, right? You know, because Marvel Marvel's the king, so they're gonna crap on it. And I don't, and I get why, but I also feel like the argument is tired, where. The argument is tired
1: because they like they like the the ones that I hear all the time are it's formulaic. Well, again, you know my stances on that because everything goes uh, so that's you know, so that's no longer a, a valor argument in my eyes. Number two, um, they say like, you know, they complain about fan service and cameos. It's like, well, I'm the fan and the people who watch these things are fans. So we are if we are being serviced, then what's the problem? So that's number 2. Number yeah. 3, uh people complain about it's like, "Oh, it you know, the, there there are jokes." It's like, are, do you want to live in a in a world that does not have them?" Um like is the the presence of a joke that big of a deal? Um <laughs> Number another is like it undercuts the drama. That's been like another buzz phrase. It's like well, everybody does it. Like you watch like you know your your special like you watch like a for example, um, the Big Bang Theory, right? Uh-oh. Somebody's trying to do something serious, and then Sheldon runs in and does something stupid, and then 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 cue the laugh track, right? Yep. That's how most of those things, have most of those types of shows work. And but but again, like the undercutting of the drama is only a problem when, when it's happening here. And the other is like, and the, the more recent one that I've seen is people be, being uh, upset at them using CGI for the masks. I was like, if, 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 if that, if, if you're angry at that and you're, and you're like, man, like, like, like why can't they have real helmets? I'm sick of the CGI. I was like, if that is, if that is your, if that is your straw, <laughs> then <laughs> they like, 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 come on now. like there are bigger things to be like upset about, but if that's all they can come up with is being mad at a cgi mask, then, yeah, cool.
0: I you know, it's it's one of those things where i I would agree with that to an extent. It's like, yeah, I think it gets kind of silly after a while. And even when we talked before about watching like um uh, the the flash TV show, and he has it too. and and like, does it get annoying? Sure. And you know, do I miss like them just being able to rip a mask off? Yes, but i it doesn't. It doesn't ruin my day, you know. It's, it's If I'm anything, I just I, I just kind of roll my eyes and then move and then keep watching the thing I'm watching, you know. And and the joke I always make is like, if if the worst thing that happens to you today is that Paul Rudd has a CGI mask or that there's a black girl playing little the Little Mermaid, I, I think you have a pretty good life. Like you're you're doing okay, you know.
1: Yeah. No, I agree.
0: And, <laughs> and late, all, yeah. none of those arguments ever. You know, I don't know, none of that's yeah, ever all, made
1: any all, sense to me. All of those arguments that I, that I laid out are, are lame and don't really hold a lot of, a lot of water, right? right? It's just just something for people to complain about. Yes. Uh, and, and I get it. Sure. Right? You know, it's like if you're going to come up with something, like come up with something better.
0: Well, and, and I think it's, it's fine to say that if your argument is that, well, I went to the movie and it wasn't what I expected and I didn't enjoy it. Well, that's perfectly fine cool you're you're allowed not to enjoy it but to be mad that it, there's a lot of CGI and you know there there's a lot of jokes and stuff in it I would say I just that's that's what this, it, 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 if we're focusing on this movie the ant man movies more than some of the other ones are except for maybe the the two take a uh, uh horror movies have been those are largely comedies over dramas whereas like the other stuff, Maybe like the Captain America movies weren't comedies. It was like a war yeah. drama and a political thriller, you know. So there,
1: there are diversified genres within within the MCU. But don't say that out loud because people, you know, won't believe you.
0: <laughs> That's uh, it's very true, and it's it. And I don't know. I actually
1: don't uh, say that to Marty.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and well, the, the thing that about his argument that that really uh, that I took offense to. Like and like I said, you know, he's allowed to think whatever he wants. That's totally fine. But when he said there's no emotional attachment to the movies, that I took offense to and said, oh, that is absolutely not true," because yeah. I never thought I'd give a I'd give a shit if, like, a talking tree sacrificed itself to save his blue and his to save his green and his green friend and his raccoon friend and his human friend. And, you know. Like, well, this,
1: but again, I did. <laughs> well, I know and and here's the thing. I think part of part of like his and other people that think like him's issue is that they only they think that, you know, cinema, quote unquote, is only one thing, right? Sure. And so they, and they only respect one type of you know type of inversion of storytelling and to them the only way to get emotion out of out of things and, and talk tell stories about the human connection and the human uh human spirit and all that other you know uh elitist crap that he was pushing out about cinema and the power of cinema um right. through you know just you know the, a handful of categories like biopics crime dramas historical uh historical dramas um and stuff like that the only things that get like the, the oscar Beatty stuff the stuff that, that everybody understands what it is right like you could say a lot about like the average film goer right but they're smart enough to recognize Oscar bait and be and be rightfully uninterested right <laughs> because so um and 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 the irony with with you know people like Scorsese saying these types of things is to me that's that's the that uh echoes or, or highlights this a point that is kind of interesting it's that they don't really watch a whole lot of stuff. They only watch one type of thing. Like people yes. get on people who watch this stuff, like, you know, like you know, uh, these types of movies and watching genre stuff. It's like, you you need to watch more more things. It's like, well, people on the other side of the spectrum need to watch more things as well because they would yes. see that other things do what they're, what they want and what they're talking about, right? The stuff, like the, the you know, the stories about the human human condition and, you know, being able to, you know, have emotion from characters happens in Pixar, happens in Disney, it happens in anime, it happens in uh, in uh short films, it happens in sports movies, it happens in rom-coms, it happens in all these other type of genres, but apparently the only ones that get any credit are A24 films and you know, they, those movies that I mentioned. And it's like, it, it, all of it does it, which is, you know, again, this is another uh weird soapbox of mine, but like this is part yeah of my this you know, I guess distaste or my lack of uh Celebration at uh, Hollywood in general is it's like well they don't watch everything like the Oscars for example it's like yeah. they don't watch every movie right and so oh uh, and it's also my problem with the Grammys you just like you didn't listen to everything that came out this year everything yes. be taken into account not just a certain amount of things if you really want to be it that way uh it's the, I have the same I have the same stance when it comes to college football right it's like you the, they're gonna have have a playoff it needs to be fair and it can't just be like you know the people that you want to be in there right like yes you, like have the conference champ from every from every conference play in a tournament because they earned their way to be there and then that is how you find a champion but anyway yeah
0: you know, on on that on that uh boat for a moment um I one one thing about this movie that that I and this might be a hot take with a lot of people I did not enjoy Catherine Newton in the movie I did, I thought she was terrible I I thought uh, for a lot of the movie I thought to myself, you know, Is you're that Cassie? To, uh, yeah, so I mean, you're, you're you're supposed to use your whole face to act, and you're kind of not using anything. You're just, you know, that the girl uh, Emma Furman, who played Cassie in uh, uh, Endgame, mm-hmm. you know, she did more in that, you know, two minute reunion scene with between Lang and his daughter, mm-hmm. and invade that entire five year absence. You know, it, better than. Newton did in the entire in this entire film and yeah I, didn't, I, just, I just wasn't impressed by her
1: yeah I, I didn't connect with her either um and which is interesting because you know of the younger protégés that we've been introduced to uh, so far in the, in the MCU I've connected with most of them but yes. not with her I didn't connect with her um, and I don't know if it's because they wanted to try and do too much with their character. It's like all of a sudden she's this like you know this this freedom fighter and is you know, you know, uh, getting arrested for civil disobedience and stuff like that. It's just like, okay, that's interesting. Um, I could see what i I can uh, like clearly I could see you could see what the what route they were trying to go with her, but it's like right. that's as somebody who read Young Avengers, it's like, well, that's not necessarily Cassie um, <laughs> right. <laughs> So yeah, I I don't know. So it's I don't know what it was. I don't know if it, what what it was what she was told and what she was directed to do. Uh, but I did not connect with her much at all. And and her performance was either was basically two notes. She was either you know trying really hard to be uh, you know a hardcore activist, or she was you know Scott Lang's daughter, right? But there was no there was nothing really else to it. Uh, yes. Yes. So yeah, I didn't really connect with her all that much in this. Um, which I did not know that that was going to be something that i would come away from the movie thinking about but that is something that definitely happened i did not connect with her at all
0: what what upset me about the about the part you know it's, it's kind of what you were talking about where just you know you're we're trying we're trying to make her like you know like she says like just because this isn't happening to you doesn't mean it isn't happening and it's and it's like okay well when it's protesters on you know in the park in san francisco that's one thing when you're in a a whole other alien dimension, you know, like you can't just be like, "Well, we have to help these people. It's like uh we we gotta get the hell out of here, you know so, <laughs> just, and and that was also some of the things that I thought about watching the movie was like I don't know how a person would go through all this and not be traumatized as hell, seeing these giant monsters all the time. <laughs>
1: You know, it's, 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 it's weird. And I think this is, this, this allowed them to do is like, let's see how weird we can get. It yes. allowed them to do that. And, you know, I, I don't like that trend in Hollywood either, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, But they did that here. Uh, but what it kind of, it made me think of two things. Number one, it made me uh, a little bit angry at this uh, uh, because as a DC fan, I was like, this is so, this is, if we had an Adam movie, like if the roles were reversed and we were in our Adam movie, uh you know phase at this point in time we could have basically what we got in uh the dark knight returns with his uh with him in the petri dish and that whole little like he shrunk down so much and he was like you know he was like super hardcore and they like you know battling these these weird creatures that we'd never seen seen or heard of ever before (laughs) it's like man this like they got they they got here before (laughs) before (laughs) Um, it, yeah, no, you're, you're right about that <laughs> um the other thing that it made me think of is one of the things that this movie did not have that the other ant-mans did it's the novelty of of understanding the scale of things that's that's part of the gimmick with with the character. And so he's when he shrinks down to this new weird wacky quantum world, right yeah it you know, from our from our perspective as the viewers, it looks like you know what we're used to seeing, but there's they're super tiny. And and when he's he, when he grows, he's still he he's bigger than them, but compared still, to tiny. Him, he's still tiny. And we don't yeah. really have a scope for that. And it was different, like in the first two movies, like when he when he shrinks, um, he's you know, we understand the scope of things because like when he's a bathtub, all of us have been in a bathtub. And so we're like, oh, like that's how that's 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 how small he is when right. he's running up and down a, like a gun barrel it's like oh that's how and we all understand the size of an ant and so we we, we get that right yes. or when he grows we know how tall buildings are and so we're just like whoa that's crazy right yes yeah. so here we didn't get any of that and um and that was that's that's the novelty of of and the shtick with this character was missing from the, from this movie no
0: you, you're that's, that's a good point too um and and i think it and part of it is, you know, we're in this weird, wacky world uh, of all these weird alien characters or whatever, and and that's all well and good, but it's also like, I, I didn't feel that the movie did a good enough job of conveying why we should care about these characters. Oh, yeah. And and, and an issue I had with it was that, and it, it's almost a weird way to phrase it, it's like, Somebody needed to die, you know, but the only one who died was the cannon blaster head guy, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like when he died, I was like, oh, he did, He died, you know, because if it had been God or Hope or Janet or mm-hmm. Cassie or Hank, th- then the stakes are immediately raised because here's the characters we've been following for three movies, four movies if you count Endgame, uh, like with Scott, but you know, it, it, I was really expecting Scott to die in this movie.
1: I thought that, I, th- and if they didn't die, I thought they were going to get left behind in the quantum realm and not be able to get out. And like that last shot where Cassie's like typing at the computer, I thought that was going to be her trying to, you know, find a way. To, like that was her at work trying to fi- figure out how to, how to get the back right and like that was going to be her new her drive her new her her character arc and her her motivation moving forward because you know she was going to she obviously she has a suit um people who are in the know with the comics know that she's stature right Right. she takes over the job so so that that goes with that that goes without saying but i thought that that like that would have been that would have been a pretty hardcore ending it's like oh okay some consequences
0: interesting i i thought that too um and even to the point where you know when the movie ends, uh, and and Scott goes, but wait a minute, he said something else was coming. You know, should we be worried? Should should you know what what should we do? Like, should I call the other Avengers? That that part left me a a, a little salty because I just thought, I, like, first of all, that's not where the movie ended, <laughs> yeah. but it, in what I sort of wish had happened. And would have, would have kind of raised some stakes a little bit as if, you know, kind of a, you know, Dark Knight Rises is kind of ending if God had looked up and seen Kang sitting at in the restaurant or something. Oh,
1: yeah, that would have been cool.
0: And it would have been like, oh, shit, well, there he is, you know. Uh, and don't get me wrong, the post credit scene I liked with the different Kangs because, you know, if you want more Jonathan Majors, please, you know, I'm willing to have more Jonathan Majors in my life. Um, but, uh, at the same time, it's like, there was just a moment there where I felt like, I I feel like you're, it's almost like you're telling me a joke that I just don't think is funny. It's like, well, life doesn't make any sense, so it's fine. I'm just like, it's not funny.
1: Yeah, that was, right. so like, you know, you know, like, I'm all for jokes in, in things, but yes. at the same time, if a joke's not funny, I will tell you, and, that, and that's, that's one of the ones that wasn't funny. Yes. Um, It's just like, well, this is not the, this was, this was that, yeah, that one didn't hit. Um, so, uh, so yeah, no, I I see what you're saying there. I again, like, I think a better ending would have been like he and hope stuck in the quantum realm and they are, they, that's, that's where they are. And that's what happens to them.
0: I, I, I was kind of rooting for that to be the ending. Um, because when, you know, he pushed Cassie back into, back onto earth Mm -hmm. and he stayed and fought Kang and he was getting his ass kicked. I thought, oh, this is a good ending. Like he's it's he's gonna die. Like he's willing to die
1: to keep paying there. That's awesome. That that's well also like the trailer made it look like that was the thing. Yeah. Right? Oh, like I don't have we don't I don't have to win, we both just have to lose, right? Like it was yes. just like, yeah, we're both gonna get stuck here. Um but then Hope did what she
0: does in the movie, which
1: is rescue Scott. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um I, I will say that I so the pro one of the scenes that you know obviously is a, a was a good scene was the probability storm. I like that that all the different Scott Lang, one of them at the Bath Robbins uniform, you uh-huh. know like so it's like, okay, so that I, I get what they're doing here. This is cool and I like that Hope showed up and that's how they reunited. Mm-hmm. So this is all well and good and good stuff. It's just it's sort of weird that we're we're trying to tie it back in. Well, Scott the thief, he can steal something.
1: Mm-hmm. and it's like they remembered that aspect yeah
0: but it didn't but it wasn't
1: really what he
0: was doing you know what i mean like so it's not like because when they kind of implied it in the trailers i thought well that would be interesting if he has to team up with the freedom fighters and break into some facility or do shrink or grow or whatever to mm-hmm. get this thing back that janet hid from him and then he and janet have a conflict like i don't care like He's gonna save. He's gonna save my daughter. That's all I care about. Or I need to save my daughter. That's all I care about. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it just.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, there, yeah. there's definitely yeah. a better movie in there, in in there somewhere. Yes. Uh, in here, um, like I said, like what we got was pretty mid. Uh, but there's definitely a better one in here.
0: Yes, it, but you know, it, at the same time, like this was what was presented to us, and I enjoyed it. I. I'm not necessarily in a hurry to rewatch it, oh, um, but but the one of the funniest uh, arguments that I've been seeing online is, and uh, and maybe I'm going to get flagged for this, but we're we're going for it. Hot take again. Okay. Uh, people being like, they did Modok dirty. Modok deserves better than that. And oh, my good. first my first thought to that argument is, does he? <laughs> the the folding head guy. I think I've read maybe comics with modok in them and even them i thought who is this guy who cares
1: Who's modok here? is modok is as a character is very ridiculous very ugly and and just just very weird and out there like there's nothing really <laughs> um there's nothing really great about modok right and this movie yes. nailed that
0: well the the thing that i
1: actually what he was supposed to be in this
0: well, the argument I made on Twitter was that MODOK has always been ridiculous and the movie just kind of doubled down. On yeah, uh, exactly. Because exactly. I... Be. But I remember, I think it was after either after the first Ant-Man or after Ant-Man and the Wasp, people started saying, I bet that Corey Stahl character is going to come back and be MODOK. That would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time thinking, that's not a bad idea. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And then obviously somebody at Marvel saw the, that theory and said well hey let's do that and and I think that what worked about it was that Corey Stoll is so invested in being the villain and and then he'd be like when I found myself down here you know Gang found me and, and then Paul Robert would go wait a minute what what yeah. happened to you you know like that version of that was very funny and mm-hmm. I liked all that and then suddenly it's like well we need to have a redemption arc for this character and yeah. I thought do we, though? Because we know. Yeah, we... <laughs> and I, I did. I, I thought that scene was funny when he said, at least I get to die an Avenger. And, and Scott was like, yep. Yeah, yeah man, you're and, and he's like, we're we're brothers, Scott, you and me. And he's like, we are. I, I was like, that's all great. And I love that, that that's just classic. Like, it feels like role models almost. Right. You know, when. <laughs> Uh, they're they're doing the the layer the layer fight right um, yeah but it, I and I liked all that I just I just sort of laughed a little bit going like it, this wasn't a character that I was excited to see what they mm-hmm. did with him and having a B chorus goal I thought was fun but at the same time I just kind of I it, it, I I liked that the movie just said oh, this character is ridiculous we're just doubling down on that and that mm-hmm. was perfect for me you
1: know that's that's, again Modoc was exactly what he needed to be nothing more nothing less
0: um and it's funny because the one of the more interesting scenes in the movie is is showing janet helping kang fix his ship Mm -hmm. and then she sort of realizes oh no like i helped him you know rebuild the ship and he's going to kill everybody yeah I, i i thought to myself like this is the best part of the movie because first and foremost we're getting way more michelle pfeiffer which is long overdue for yeah. my life in general um mm-hmm. but, um she
1: it, is the white gold
0: yeah yes, but it's you're having this this really great scene in there and i i think what annoyed me about that is that it took so long to get there it's like mom what happened to you mom what happened to you mom what happened to you if i took a drink for every time they said that i mm-hmm. i would have had to go to the hospital like halfway through yeah. the movie <laughs> um and also, it it bummed me out that Bill Murray was just, uh, you know, Basil Exposition in the movie,
1: right? Yeah, that was, that was whatever. I wasn't, I was like, well, yeah, you got Bill Murray, but whatever.
0: Yeah, it's it's just like, I, I underutilized, you know. And it's just, you know, we just got to get this exposition dump out of the way and then move on with the story. Um
1: kind whatever.
0: And, yeah. And and I liked I liked a lot of what they did. I thought they had interesting looking creatures in there. And if you're gonna put cheaty Anagonia in your movie, then I am here for it because I love me some cheaty Anagonia. Yeah. <laughs> um I like these I like these characters. Um and I like Aang as a character, you know, uh, from the Avengers comic books. Um mm. I just I'm sitting here going, I, I just I don't like the fact that I watched this movie and felt like you know, it, where it's like, look, I'll give this to Thor: Love and Thunder. Like, you know, I, I again, I enjoyed it. Not in a hurry to rewatch.
1: I, I really did not like Thor: Love and Thunder. That was bad.
0: <laughs> but at, at, at least we can say that I felt like that movie. You know, post-credit scenes aside, it ended. Okay, mm-hmm. so here, here's if if this is the end for Thor, then this is okay. We're good. Whereas, like, I feel like you know, I, I wanted this to be the end for Ant-Man. You know, I wanted a heroic sacrifice because I feel like the character is going on and on and on and on about how he's an Avenger, how he take the world, how this and that and that. And all I could think was just like, I just like the payoff of that should have been, he had his, I am Iron Man moment. Right.
1: Yeah, no, I I see what you mean. Especially considering like the character of Scott Lang is, it was, just kind of a loser, right? Who just right. kind of lucked into being an Avenger. And of course, and like the, the movie does a good job of like setting up the fact that, like, yeah, he's talking this big game, you know, he's selling this book and doing mm-hmm. this tour and everything. He thinks life is all great, but everybody else is, you know, is kind of making sure that he kind of stays small, right? For lack of a better term. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh and he thinks he's just kind of on cloud nine. It's like, no, you you can't just like that's cool that you think you can ghost on this, but you really didn't do anything. Right. Like right. you're not the main ones dude yeah so uh so i think that's an interesting part about his character that they that they that they leaned into um in this
0: and and you know i and i think that that that's kind of where paul Rudd shines anyway is being kind of the underdog guy um and and there's there's a lot that there's a lot that i liked about the movie but i also feel like you're you're introducing this element of cassie being a troublemaker or but she's trying to do the right thing by, you know, kind of like Scott was in the, the beginning of the movie or the beginning of the series, right? You know, his whole thing was he would steal stuff, but he would do it, he, he, would like, he was like Robin Hood, right? And that's mm-hmm. what they were trying to do with Cassie. It just, I would argue, wasn't as interesting because for Scott, there were consequences. He lost he lost his daughter, he went to jail. For Cassie, there weren't really any consequences. and And I think that a consequence would have been the fact that her father died because he created this quantum, you know, satellite thing mm. and it and it didn't work. Um right. or, or or it worked and they got sucked into the quantum realm. Even mm. though we were told in the first movie you can only shrink if you have suits on. But that's yeah. okay because it's comic book gobbledygook, you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> um but yeah, whatever. Um I mean, overall, I would say I, I'd recommend the movie to people. I'd say I, I had a, I had fun watching the movie. And we talked about mm-hmm. Black Panther before. It's like, th- these are completely different movies where I really enjoyed Black Panther because I felt like that movie was what it needed to be. A more serious, somber film um, celebrating the life of, you know, Scala and then moving forward. Whereas this, it, it was just, it was fun escapism. And the thing with you know, like going back to the argument we're making about Marvel movies is that it's fine that they're two different things. Yeah. You know, I'm i I'm not I, I'm not annoyed with it. I'm not mad about it. I, yeah, you know, I guess, I'm not
1: No, I agree. Because at the end of the day, it's just it's Ant-Man, right? Like, <laughs> like, like I can I get having high expectations and having um and expecting like, you know, Superman, Batman. The X-Men Fantastic Four, now the Avengers, because they've they've built up this this clout, this credit, to mm-hmm. be a thing, right? It makes sense to have expectations for that. Yeah. But for Ant-Man, like, what did you guys expect? This was always going to be what it was. Right?
0: It, and that's and and there's really nothing wrong with that, you know, and, and no offense to Peyton Reed, who I'm sure is a nice guy, but these just aren't you know the same level of like. Cosmic stake that we got with Infinity War, or even, even necessarily the same kind of personal stake that we had, like with Black Panther, right? You know that this is a much yeah,
1: more. It's just another fun entry in the thing, right? That's that's yeah. that's what it is, right? Um, they like we know that stuff is coming, right? That we got a tease of that, but at the end of the day, this is just uh, this is just a fun romp in the universe. That's it. Yes,
0: and and I will say that the final the 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 post post credit scene uh, that was Loki and Mobius seeing uh, the Kang variant you know um, doing his uh, I don't know. his presentation yes um, I I sat there thinking my my first thought was like do I want to watch Loki again and then I was like no but I do I only want to watch it now because of Jonathan Majors um, and that's no offense to Owen Wilson or Tom Middleton we're very talented actors. It's just that Loki was, again, a very, what could have been a really cool exploration of this character, and in yeah. part was, but it's also like, we got to set up the next thing. yeah, And and I think that's what, you know, uh, what I'll give to most of She-Hulk, because at least She-Hulk was its own thing for the most part. It yeah. tried to in- introduce some Planet Hulk stuff, which it didn't need to do and was kind of annoying, to be honest with you. Um, um. And Der- the Daredevil episode was amazing. Um, yes. But it's it's also like, I liked that that show was just what it was. And that was fine with me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and same with Miss Marvel to an extent. But I yep. liked that it was just what it was. Um, and I did not like Moonlight. Or Moonlight. Uh, <laughs> Moon Knight. I, <laughs> I was just like, man, I love Oscar Isaac. And Ethan Hawke is surprisingly back on the rise. But mostly due to uh, Scott Derrickson and his horror movie. Um, but... Yeah, but this movie, I I enjoyed. I I had a good time. But I, you know, at the same time, it's 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 fine to say. I I would just the argument I would make. What's that?
1: That it's fine to say that it was just fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I would still argue with uh uh you know with Marty Scorsese and say I still consider it cinema. It was art. It was something that was put out to entertain us, and I was entertained. you know so it in that sense it did its job i don't have to leave the movie going oh wow i really got to rethink my relationship with my daughter because you know what if she grows up and blah blah blah. like no i'm not i'm not thinking any of that you know i'm just thinking that was fun
1: (laughs) you know certain films serve different roles and that's okay
0: yes and it's it's like entertainment it's art in general and you know they don't all need to be white guys sitting around a table you know shooting at each other uh i think of um was the, the Melissa uh, Villasenor bit uh, on Saturday Night Live a few years ago when she was singing about the Oscar movies and she's saying oh, yeah. about, you know, she's like, what the movie really boils down to is white male rage, oh. white male rage. I remember like a friend of mine going, you know, it's so stupid that she said all that. I'm like, uh, no, she was right, 100% right <laughs> about literally everything she said. That's why it was funny. <laughs> yeah. So, uh but you know that's uh, the different it. conversation. Yeah, different <laughs> conversation. Yes. Um, so, Lance, this has been such a blast, and this, it ended up being a lot of a deeper conversation than I was expecting.
1: Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, the movie didn't really provide us with. with, with, with. <laughs> did you like um, it, Sure. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> just like that's that's pretty much it. Like and again, like I feel very similar to this movie that, that I did for Black Adam. Right. It's just like it's. I mean, it just kind of came and went. I wasn't. Upset at that point because it's, 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 I mean, DC can't do much more to me, uh, so, <laughs> um, so I wasn't really necessarily upset. Yeah, it was just like, well, yeah, it's just not like another rock movie, and this is just another Ant Man movie, right? Yep. No, 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 and,
0: and that's, that's like I said, all it needed to be. And, and again, if we got nothing else out of it to get, uh, more of Jonathan Majors and what he can bring to the role of Kang and even with the post credit theme where he played, you know, the turns out like hundreds of Kings, uh, yeah. thousands of Kings, whatever I thought, well, th- that's really cool. And I'm excited. And then I thought, yeah, I've never read the King dynasty. So I wonder how much, you know, I'll track it down and see if how much the movie will match that or how much secret wars will match the two or three different secret wars that have come out since the, uh, you know, what 1984, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it you know it, i think my one of my favorite parts of the movie is being a huge uh i think you should leave fan and that one uh-huh. guy was in it saying thank you spider-man and then later he's like oh no you're the guy and he's like okay twelve yep. dollars i was like that i love that guy <laughs> um i also love i think you should leave but that's another conversation <laughs> um all right, man. So, uh, if people are uh, out there in the quantum realm looking for you, where can they find you?
1: Uh, they can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias, and you can find me uh, talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow with Cavante Gillis on Always Hold On to Arrow, and you can find us uh, at Do Not Fail Our Pod on Twitter.
0: And uh, as for me, you can find me at Spider Man Books on Twitter. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please write a review, subscribe, excuse me, subscribe, you know, get the word out there. As we all know, that word is Excelsior. But we also want to say, for the sake of this movie, don't be a dick.